0: Two, three, three, two, one. Welcome back to Chainsaw Matinee. Everybody, take your seats. We have such sights to show you. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. And Happy Halloween! Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween! Um, we are technically through oh, Halloween. the Halloween season, but um, I can't speak for all of our listeners. But I can say us here on the podcast get a little bit sad after Halloween.
1: Absolutely,
0: it's like the same feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that you get when you get home from vacation or going home from a friend's house and yeah. you just miss the fun times you had. So
1: I thought it's it like would... it's like um, post concert depression. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. So you I get all those it...
1: endorphins and then. Where did they go?
0: Yeah, so I thought it would be really, and
2: then it's gone.
0: Yeah, I thought it would be really nice for us to talk about a movie that is just completely packed full of Halloween vibes. It's this Design is our of... aftercare episode. Yeah, <laughs> as a
2: bit of aftercare. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: so today... a little bit of a chaser for the.
0: Yep. The, yeah. Uh,
2: what do they call it? shot of reality? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so today we are talking about trick or treat. Yes. Um, this movie, Michael be-
2: Dogerty! yeah.
0: Go! This movie has become kind of a Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it before. Yeah, but we're remedying that now.
1: It's the perfect so, time for it, so.
0: Yeah, and I mm-hmm. never realized until, like, recently that this movie never actually got a theatrical release. It yeah. was a direct-to-DVD movie, which I think is crazy. Yeah, it's
1: so good.
0: Like,
2: yeah, like, apparently they didn't want it competing with the Saw franchise, because this was, like, made in 2007. I get that, Ugh. but, like, maybe the Saw, franchise, maybe the saw so... franchise
1: deserved a little bit of competition, you yeah, know? They had, well, like... I think
2: they were worried that Saw was gonna wipe the floor with this. Yeah,
0: uh, I get and, like, that. By two thousand seven the Saw movies like weren't even good anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was Saw Four they were competing with, but at the same time, you know, people sunk cost fallacy, like it's Halloween, you're gonna go see Saw. We watched Saw Four for God's sakes. Well Marty didn't. You win Marty.
1: Yeah. At some (laughs) point I will watch all of the Saw movies and everyone will feel my pain when that happens.
2: Which is honestly even more impressive that this became a Halloween classic, though, because over the years, it's just become so timeless. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. where is Saw 4? Who cares about Saw 4? Who gives not a me?
1: fuck about <laughs> Saw 4? I guess not us. I don't. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. So. I might care about the first two. I like Amanda. That's all I know about
0: them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so this has become kind of a cult classic and of course we like michael doherty he did a uh, krampus and a bunch of other like really good classic horror films mm-hmm.
1: he did the
2: godzilla yeah, he, movie he co-wrote x-men 2 mm-hmm. the yeah good, he's, he's the good a X-Men seasoned
1: movies. veteran yes yeah yeah x-men 2 is the one that they introduced Kurt in right yeah yeah that's yeah. that's that's why it's good and <laughs> i love nightcrawler yeah he's like my favorite and nightcrawler is fantastic yeah i had the biggest crush on alan coming as a kid so like you know as you
2: should <laughs> yeah. yeah well there's a couple uh x-men 2 actors in this one too and i assume he yes got to know them through that experience and was like oh friends come join me because this is kind of like a passion project for him he's mm-hmm. been he basically been writing this since college and then after he got a little bit of a su- success he put all of his like attention into this project and it really shows this yeah. is such a lovely little piece of art
1: yeah it didn't it didn't start out as a classic, but it's definitely gotten there over the years to the point where I think this year they actually showed it in theaters. Yeah. Like oh, like there when were... I was
0: googling the movie actually to look for trivia about it, it came up in the results for like theatrical screenings of this movie. <laughs> this Hell yeah. weekend. So I think that's really well, cool. Well, if you
2: walk if you walk into any Spirit Halloween, Sam is all yes, over. Yes, Sam the place. is fucking yeah. everywhere. So yeah, so if they that's didn't my get that box office money, they're making it back now with that sweet, sweet merch money. That's yeah, my that's little true. baby
1: boy whom I'm going to let him fall asleep on the couch after eating too much candy, and then I'm going to pick him up and take him to bed and tuck him in and give him a little kiss on the head. That's adorable. He's yeah. my son. I love him.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't care that he murders people. They deserved it. They weren't in the Halloween spirit. <laughs>
2: that's one of the beautiful things about this film is its central theme is like respecting the halloween tradition Uh and in the behind the scenes feature they talk about like that's Essentially Micro doherty's entire personality. He's like, Halloween's Absolutely. my favorite holiday, and I want everyone to respect it. And he's also a bit of a mischievous prankster. Like, there's a really great interview with um the actress who plays the the woman who's not in the spirit in the first scene. Mm-hmm. And he like jump scares her in the middle of her oh, interview no. and you can see her get up out of her chair and go, This you see this man? He <laughs> is a trickster. Do not trust him.
1: Um I love that I didn't realize this until like a couple of viewings after but that um, that actress also plays Megan in uh The League which is uh the show with Mark Duplass in it that I binged because of course I did um oops Of course you did <laughs> It's a good show though. I like it a lot.
2: Well, all right.
1: It's about fantasy football which I have no idea anything about fantasy football. I just like looking at men. <laughs>
2: I yeah. believe that's half of the appeal, isn't it? Um, isn't that just sports?
1: <laughs> so, shall
0: we get into the plot of this film? Absolutely.
1: Let's let's do
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, this movie is a little bit of an anthology. It follows like several different characters throughout Halloween night, and their stories are kind of interwoven, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So we do have an opening scene. Where a couple is just returning home on Halloween night after going out and partying and enjoying Halloween. The girlfriend is not in the Halloween spirit. And the boyfriend keeps telling her, like, you need to respect the rules. So the rules of Halloween are... Uh, Don't blow
1: out your jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, never
0: blow out the candle in the jack-o'-lantern. Don't go
1: out at night alone and then always check your candy.
0: yes. So she ignores him and blows out the jack o lantern. She's like, I hate Halloween. Yeah.
1: She ends up getting murdered Yeah. for blowing the pumpkin out. You could, you'll never guess who did it.
2: <laughs> oh, it's your um, boy. It's your son. It's my Control it's that my baby son of son. yours. He
1: basically hangs her up on like the planks that were like the fake ghosts or whatever. And then puts a sheet over her. And then they take the sheet off and, like, she's got a lollipop stuck in her mouth and, like, like she's, like, cut up and murdered. <laughs> and, and then you get title card, trick-or-treat, and then it's like a comic book. It's a little cool. I like that.
2: Yeah. What I love about this movie, too, is, like, all of the plots are exceedingly simple, but its execution is so... Detailed, like she's as she's taking down stuff, you see like the body parts hanging from the trees and she's smacking them out of the way. And then later, when he comes outside, it's her body parts that are hanging from the trees and the blood that's everywhere. It's just those little fun attention to detail aspects that are so great. Although, I will say, if this woman hates Halloween, she put more effort into something she hates than anyone I have ever seen because I love Halloween and I have never put that much effort into a lawn decoration before. And goddamn. Also, those costumes. Like, the robot is very intricate.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's more like the boyfriend's thing. He's really into Halloween and putting stuff up, and I guess falling asleep while watching pornography. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like a thing that happens. He hears screaming, and he thinks it's just like the porno he put on, so he just goes back to sleep. And then his girlfriend died because of porn. And sour (laughs) attitudes about Halloween. Yes. Don't watch porn on Halloween if you can manage that. (laughs) I don't think that's one of the official rules. Hey, Sam ain't no
0: prude. (laughs) But he is a child, so he doesn't partake. Um, Or Mm -hmm. is he a child? I think he's just an immortal spirit.
1: He's like the spirit of Samhain. Which is like... But he looks like a little kid. He's, he's like a little dressed kid, dressed up like a trick or treater and a pumpkin. And kid. he
2: is literally played by a seven-year-old boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um Sam is still my baby son, and he's he's my little boy. And I think he's just kind of eternally a child. That's yeah, I think so. Because um, if you think about it, like Halloween, it does make sense that the spirit of mm-hmm. this
0: holiday would be a child. Because like, even though adults celebrate it too, it. Really is a holiday that touches your inner child. Mm -hmm. And, like, you get to be kind of mysterious and, like, playful and prank people and -hmm. enjoy candy and, like, embrace your fun side. And yeah, the whole idea of
2: trick-or-treat came from mischievous children who just wouldn't stop causing a ruckus. And then yeah. the adults gathered and were like, how can we change this into something that benefits the community? And they said, why don't we just pay them off with candy?
1: And he said, <laughs> okay. <love> <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: so we get our first story. Um, we we'll, we have a man handing out trick-or-treat candy outside. This is
1: Vice Principal Wilkins, played by Dylan Baker. Yeah. Shout out to him, because he played the, Kirk Connors in Spider-Man 2.
2: I loved him in Spider-Man 2. I do too. I love him <laughs> a
1: lot. I wish they had done something with Kirk Connors in those movies, but you know.
2: Well, Especially if Sam Raimi was behind the wheel yeah. and made him scary. Like they would have made his made performance him, like, in this film nasty. is fantastic. It would have
1: been great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have embraced this, that villainous side.
0: Great mm-hmm. in this movie, though. So um, sit down, the
2: Charlie.
0: <laughs> There's a kid who has been like smashing jack-o'-lanterns and uh, the principal is left out like a bowl of candy. And, you know, you have to respect, again, one of the unspoken rules of Halloween. You only take one. Mm -hmm. You don't take too much candy. But this little kid named Charlie grabs a fistful of candy and the guy catches him and says, come here and sit down. He Mm -hmm. gives him a candy bar and is lecturing him
1: and this but kid's eating this candy bar.
0: And then in the middle of eating this candy bar, this kid starts coughing up blood.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like blood and chocolate. Yeah. We learned he that- like
2: projectile vomit. Yeah. I yeah. was nauseous. Yeah, it was we- disgusting.
1: <laughs> we learned that the principal has
0: poisoned the candy bar. He's with like cyanide. always
1: check your candy. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. as a side
0: note, I do kind of want to go off about that because um I mean I think it's fine off. for like this movie to have that as a rule cuz it's just in good fun but just in real life this does not happen and I am sick to death of hearing that urban legend and all these like parents being mm-hmm. like uh they put razor blades in candy or they put drugs in candy I'm like okay the only time that has ever happened like the only documented case is literally a father who poisoned his own son's candy with cyanide because he wanted the life insurance money. Yep. Um, but like, I promise you Mm -hmm. strangers are not just
1: giving out drugs to children or like, yeah, no one's giving away their (laughs) LSD or ecstasy. Like, that shit's expensive. You guys weren't
2: giving fentanyl to kids? Was I not supposed to give fentanyl to kids? (laughs) Oh, whoops.
1: Did, Did you? Oh, uh oh. Uh oh.
2: Well, I, I didn't guess... give fentanyl to kids. Put this on the record. <laughs> um, but like, where the- I, I don't did even know what no. the fuck <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just slipping copies of Euphoria into their pumpkins.
0: So anyway, I did just want to go on that rant. Um, but you know, as far as movies go, I think that's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. So the guy poisons the kid with cyanide, and he drags him to the backyard to bury his body. But he keeps getting interrupted. So he has a son who's like a little kid, and the son keeps like trying to talk to his dad while he's trying to bury this body. The son's like, Can we carve pumpkins? And the dad's like, Yeah, whatever. And the son's
1: like, But I need your help with the eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's this like, is one of my Go favorite. Go inside
1: and watch Charlie Brown. And he goes, Charlie Brown Charlie is an asshole. an asshole. Yeah.
0: The That's my line- favorite line in the movie. The, the line piece. delivery on that line is just kid. so funny. That little kid actor did a great job. Yeah.
2: Also, I would like to say, I love the trait of villains who are, like, so against strong language. I just find it hilarious, because he's literally killing a child in a yeah. and he's like, don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> That's just really funny.
0: Um, And then his crotchety old neighbor comes outside, and is, like, looking over the fence, like, why are you working on the sprinklers this late at night? And the neighbor's talking about how much he hates Halloween, and this guy's just, like, You can just see internally, he's like, go away. And at one point, like, the kid he killed, like, isn't actually dead and starts moving. So this guy is, like, stabbing him with a shovel, trying to, like, cut his head off.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh, his dog, like, tries to get into uh, the Wilkins lawn and he, like, cuts off a finger of a dead body part and throws it to get the dog off his... Like, that's what I mean. And, like, it's a very simple plot. Like, this guy is killing people and trying to hide it. But, like, the beat to beat is what's so fucking funny. Like, oh, there's a dog now. Oh, there's a neighbor now. Oh, his son won't shut up. Oh, the, God, The comedic timing of
1: this movie is very good. Like, yeah. there are some genuinely mm-hmm. scary parts, I think. But, like... Just anything with Vice Principal Wilkins is just very funny. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's very true.
0: So he goes inside and he goes down to the basement with his son and he's like okay, it's time to carve a pumpkin now. And like, you don't really ever see what
1: exactly they're doing. You just see him lift the knife and like... Well, you think that he's gonna murder his child because he's like...
2: because he's so frustrated with him.
1: Yeah. He's like, you're so annoying and like you know dad I'm sad mom died it's like get over it <laughs> That's
2: yeah what he, he kind of like goes about, on this
1: little rant about like I think he murdered his wife I
2: think so too I think he murdered his wife too
0: yeah so you think he's like gonna stab his son but then the camera like zooms out and you see the the head of the kid he murdered and the son's like let's make a scary face this time
1: He's like, um, don't forget to help me with the eyes. Yeah. So literally... It's this,
2: weirdly sweet.
1: It's really it sweet. Is. Like, they're
2: just having father-son time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are.
0: Just carving a head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah, if me you're, too. If you're, like, a spooky piece of shit, you might as well, like, be a good dad and have your kid help you out with it. Yeah. <laughs> um... And so the next one is like the the the
2: werewolf girls yeah. kind of yeah.
1: Well, they kind of keep cutting back and forth they kind of s- they do. So like the werewolf yeah. girls are kind of before this too. So like they they cut to like the girls and they're like shopping for Halloween costumes and they all come out and they're like wearing they're Cinderella, like a slutty and, like, Disney princess, basically. Yeah and
2: then basically although did you know the there's a little boy peeping on them that's the actor who plays sam
1: yeah oh nice yep and um, the mom gets mad at the girls for her son peeping on them is like uh control your son maybe yeah um
2: also uh, there is a little line i caught this time that i love where I think like they were talking about a party they'd been to in the past and she was talking about, Oh yeah, there was this guy, he was great and she was like, That was a woman and she's like, They all taste the same to me. And like I just think that's a nice line that kind of could be interpreted two ways, especially when we find out what happens later. Oh ho ho (laughs) So
1: the thing is, like, they're werewolves, uh, spoiler alert, but at the beginning you don't know this. They're just like out shopping for costumes and And one of them is like I don't want to wear this. It's going to make me look stupid. And then she walks out and she's wearing little red riding hood.
0: Yeah. And and, like, she talks, like you can tell like this is her first time going out with, one of the girls is her sister and then her sister's friends. Mm -hmm. And like, they keep talking about like, we've got to pick up dates for the Halloween party. And like, the kind of implication here is that the Red Riding Hood girl is a virgin, and the other girls are, like, trying to help her, like, have her first time. Mm-hmm. Um, So they're, like, you know, they're giving her advice, and, like, the two friends are, like, you need to play hard to get, because guys go crazy for that. And so they all run off to go pick up dates, and they keep telling her, like, oh, we can find you a date if you need one. But she ends up coming across this guy in, like, a black mask and a vampire costume who's, like, super mysterious.
2: Mm-hmm. And they, he we saw a bit where he's, like, making out with a lady in the alley, and then she finds out, oh my god, he's biting me, and then he kills her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he's a serial killer. Um, So, like, she goes off into the woods with him to, like, try to get to this party, and all the other girls are wondering, okay, where is she? Like, did she get too
1: nervous? Well, he, like, kind of attacks her in the woods, and then she's like, you know what, I'm gonna take you with me. Yeah. Um, so...
0: The there is another line that I love where um the older sister's like, yeah, mom always did say she's the runt of the litter.
2: Um <laughs>
0: it's just such a good build-up. Yeah. Like you don't ever quite know what's to expect. Cause at some point you do have that like, is this guy a real vampire? Um spoiler alert, he's not. No, he's just a douche. It's it's Principal mm-hmm. Wilkins.
2: <laughs> it's Principal <laughs> Wilkins.
0: So, like, she drags... He tries to attack her, but she, like, drags his body into the clearing where all these other girls are, like, with their dates by
1: a campfire. Mm-hmm.
2: She drops him from the fucking scar. Yeah, oh, she, she the like, throws
1: dip. him out of a tree. And um, so
0: then, like, yeah, basically, she goes in for the kill. And you learn the
1: twist that these girls are all werewolves. Yep, and they just, like, start dancing around to uh, yeah, the sweet like dreams are made of these. <laughs> yeah like the marilyn yeah. manson sweet dreams are made of these which eh, i don't like him very much i don't like his music i've never really but but that, that song fits that's, the scene it so does well. fit it does fit yeah because
0: the all these girls are like taking their clothes off so their clothes don't get
1: ripped and then they just Ugh. like start pulling their skin off yeah it's and yeah. they're like,
2: apparently like when they were pitching this they were like okay how are your werewolves different than other werewolves and he's like well when they do a strip tease they strip off their skin and they're like oh That's yeah so titty basotin cool. werewolves and i will say i am okay with this because to me the titty basotin werewolves uh which is my favorite phrase to say titty basatin uh, yeah, were werewolves were like it they were like empowered sexually yeah, like it wasn't to door. be just for the male gaze yeah. it was just like ooh well, they're it's also into it
0: practical cuz they don't want to rip their costumes yeah um yeah, yeah this is a very like female sexuality um focused story which i love and we were mm-hmm. talking about that when we talked about company of wolves about like the mm-hmm. metaphor that like werewolves can be used as like a metaphor for sexuality mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So that's definitely true in this film. And I love the subversion of expectations. Like, you know, the main girl in this story is dressed as Red Riding Hood. And you think, like, oh, she's all innocent and she's a virgin. And, like, in the Red Riding Hood story, Riding Hood is kind of a victim. Um, but it kind of turns it on its head where she's actually the monster. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the one with all the power. And it's really cool.
2: Yeah. And you kind of like he got his. Yeah. So,
1: did, I mean, it, it it'll feels it's be a serial killer. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, this movie has such a fairy tale sense of justice too where like it has both the like you ate other people's candy so you die a horrible death like which feels very german or celtic in terms of fairy tales yeah, of like fair- very severe consequences. Tales. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then also, the same is true of this guy who just goes out and murders people, and he's like, well, then you get eaten by wolves, and that's how you do that. So don't mess with women, folks, because they'll eat ya. They'll we'll do it. You.
1: They'll fucking do it. <laughs> so,
0: then we have the school bus story. Yes, so...
1: so- these are like, they're not all in the same order. We're just kind of telling them as we get to them. Yeah. And then going through the entire, like, story of, like, that specific part. So, mm-hmm. like, all the werewolf stuff kind of happens at the very end of the movie. Um, this, uh, one is, like, right in the middle. Um, so this is, like, some kids who are looking for jack o' lanterns. And, um,. They say at one point that some asshole has been like smashing all the pumpkins in the neighborhood and you know, that's that's Charlie. He's dead now. Um <laughs> Um so but they come across um this girl, what's her name? Rhonda. Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Um and uh she's like her There
2: is some unfortunate is decorated
1: with jack o' lanterns.
2: Yeah, there is some unfortunate uh usage of uh a slur yeah in yeah. regards to run because this is a movie made in the 2000s but um yeah yeah overall there's not a she's lot an
1: idiot savant which okay it's kind of a fun
0: phrase um yeah and it is implied that she's like autistic or something probably because mm-hmm. she's, she's like, like mm-hmm. very into halloween yeah and knows her a lot whole about yard it. is like full of pumpkins and she's dressed as a witch
2: I think what sets this apart, too, is uh, we are supposed to sympathize and like Rhonda and think these kids who make fun of her are assholes. Yeah, I think the film is firmly rooted in that opinion. Yes, I think the sympathy is for... Because there is also um, a bus full of mentally disabled children who come into play later. And I think the same can be said of them where our sympathy is supposed to be with them. We are supposed to like them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, they... Start talking to Rhonda, and like they're kind of being friendly with her, and it's for uh reasons to like trick her into going with them for this prank. Yeah, and so they they pick up a bunch of pumpkins and they're like, um, they go down to like this it's like a quarry almost, like this big cliff in like the junkyard or something, and they start telling a story about how there was a bus driver at one point who would um like take kids to and from school um but it was like specifically like like disabled children. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and the disabled
0: children's parents got like tired of taking care of them basically. Yep. So they paid the bus driver to kill them um by like
1: just driving the bus
0: yeah, off of a cliff like and them having the- them drown. Yeah, setting the bus to go off a mm-hmm. cliff. Um it's which is so really tragic. fucked up
1: yeah, it's like it's really fucked, fucked up. up. And, like, that scene and the acting from the kids on the bus, and that scene really gets me every yeah, time. Because it's, cause like, they incredibly realize, distressing. Yeah,
0: they realize what's happening and, of course, they start freaking out, but he's, like, chained them in place. Mm-hmm. But one of the kids manages to break his chains and, like, yeah, he runs to the front of the bus. And the bus driver does manage to yeah. survive, but all the kids still, like, end up falling off the cliff and dying. Yeah.
2: Um, There is a little bit of great, a great moment as well, when um, the bus driver realizes the kid has made his way to the front of the bus, mm -hmm. and he tries to run and catch him and one of the other kids trips the bus driver and he falls and it's just this very casual moment of like, solidarity, I don't know, solidarity. Yeah, Yeah. And I just, I really appreciate, again, those little details that lead them there or how the kid figures out that they're they're being led into a trap where he usually counts the houses as they go. And when they go too far, he's like, this is the wrong way. This is not where we're supposed to go. And it's just, it's those little details that really elevate this film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I found out that the kid in the vampire costume in that movie is played by, um, an actor who my friend Emily is really into right now because he's playing Owen Mercer, uh, who is, like, the second Captain Boomerang in the Flash TV show. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um. So, like, look out for that, I guess, because um, that's fun. Yeah.
2: That is fun.
0: Um. So all these kids take Rhonda to the area, the quarry, and they tell her, like, every Halloween we have to leave a bunch of pumpkins as an offering to the souls of the dead children. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's just a prank, and, like, they dress up as the dead children and try
1: to scare her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But then, surprise, Then surprise. she falls and hits her head, yeah, yeah. And that's when they call off the prank, and they're like, no. Or one of the guys. His name is Schrader. I remember that, because I'm watching Breaking Bad, so my a- immediate like thought was, Hank? Yeah. <laughs> Schrake? <laughs>
1: yeah, I keep... When he said Schrader, my first thought was the Breaking Bad, like, little song or whatever. It's like, his name is Hank. My name is Ace X-Reader.
2: But yeah, you can tell that Rhonda likes him and he's being the nicest to her. And yeah. he's the one who calls off the prank after she gets hurt. And he's like, this is... And Sarah's clearly the ringleader. I think that's her name. Who has blonde lady. I
1: think so. Sarah.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? I don't remember. Yeah, she's a blonde and she's a bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There are a lot of girls named Sarah in horror movies. It's a good it's name. There's just a lot of girls named Sarah. There are a lot of girls named Sarah. It's true. Yeah, it's a good name. It is a good name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, surprise, surprise, the
0: real spirits of the dead children do come out of the water and they
1: attack all the other yep, kids. after they blow the pumpkins out, they attack the other kids and Rhonda just kind of lets it happen
0: yeah she like gets in the elevator she, yeah. and like doesn't let any of the other kids in and she's just kind of like bye yeah um
1: and I love yeah, this- there's this one
2: moment where you can't tell if she's gonna unlock it or push the button and then you see her push the button and just wave at them as she d- ascends
1: yeah. yeah she like um, as she's like leaving she like walks past Sam and just kind of like they like exchange glances and then um yeah, Sam's, Sam's just, like, there. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you can hear the kids being torn apart down below just with the sound effects. Like Nasty. It's, it, it's squelchy it. and rippy and teary and, like, the all the... the I can just imagine the sound people, like, banging oranges with mallets and stuff <laughs> like that.
1: Biting into celery. Yeah. And cabbage. Yeah.
0: Um, so... When she gets to the top, there's a cute moment where she sees Sam and they both just like nod at each other. Yeah. And it's really cute. Yeah. I just
2: Game uh, respects game.
0: Yeah. So then we him. get our last story, which is about the grumpy neighbor from earlier. Mm-hmm. And people like kids keep pranking him on Halloween and he's like really mad about it. He's like, oh, I hate Halloween. Brr. He's being all crotchety. I
1: have a gun. Yeah. And I'm a part and of the And he pranks NRA. them back,
2: kind of. Yeah. And, like, does the classic bully thing where he scares kids away and steals their candy.
1: Yeah, he, like, pulls a Grinch where he dresses his dog up as a monster to, like, scare everyone away.
0: Yeah, and, um, <laughs> I did find out that apparently- his character was, um, like, at least, like, the makeup and the way he looks, it was inspired by John Carpenter. <gasps> yeah. Yeah!
2: Because the great. actor was like, I've met him once. He, yeah. He looks like this. <laughs> Which I think is funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. So I love John Carpenter. eventually Sam shows up and starts terrorizing him.
1: Because he's a piece of shit who's yeah. not in the Halloween spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, they fight for a little bit. Like, he shoots Sam. And Sam does not stop.
1: Yeah, but sh- Sam like pumpkin guts coming out of this yeah. little pumpkin
0: face, and he just keeps going. And he like pulls out a candy bar that's got a razor blade in it. Mm-hmm. But he just ends mm-hmm. up stabbing this guy in the leg, and he like
1: spares him. Mm-hmm. And so then well, later, he spares him because the guy gives him candy. And yeah, he's that's like, right. Here you go. So then,
2: well, and it's funny because this is the most where i see the most horror movie references like Mm -hmm. i thought of pet cemetery when he like slashes him on the back of the ankle Yeah, there's a moment that's a deliberate reference to the thing when um sam's hand is like crawling back to him and there's guts attached and you just hear you gotta be kidding me which is from the thing and then you got um the evil dead reference obviously when the hand becomes like animate on its own and starts attacking him
1: yeah yeah
0: it's just a really fun sequence. That's my side oh, so f- my little baby my so favorite boy.
2: favorite moment is when he um he's like got his mask off and he's attacking him and he shoots him with the shotgun and he just flies Flys across backwards. the room like the someone scream, drop kicked the him. The
1: scream that Sam lets out when he pulls his little like potato sack face off. He's like just like Ye- yelling. Yeah. yeah. It's really cute. He's adorable. Well, and there's like a
2: woo there's yeah. like I swear to God, a woo cartoon sound when yeah. he like flies across it's the room. very
1: roof. evil dead. It is very evil
0: dead. Yes. So you'd find out that the old neighbor is actually the bus
1: driver. Yeah, who murdered all those kids. Yeah. So
0: then... uh Sam has him like he ends up sitting outside on the porch handing out candy to trick or treaters. Mm-hmm. And then the dead kids show up. Yep, and, and they, they kill murder
1: him. his ass. Get him. That's mm-hmm. why Sam didn't Good. kill him. Is because they needed their comeuppance. Yeah, which I love. Well, I always,
2: I always also thought because I think that could also be it, maybe. But for me, it was because he accidentally. There's a scene where he, so Sam, has him cornered, and he like clutches a nearby table and a bunch of stuff falls on him including the candy that he stole and when sam stabs him he accidentally stabs the candy bar and i always assumed that was like well now you've given a child candy on halloween yeah i will forgive your slight
1: (laughs) yeah that's pretty that's pretty much like maybe a little bit of both yeah narratively he didn't kill him because you need the dead children who got murdered by him to kill him um but like Mm -hmm. like within the narrative like The rule is like if you give Sam candy then you're safe so he kind of like took that as a you're safe for now yeah
2: yeah and Um, then at the very end we see after he's glancing out at um Sam we see the neighbors Mr. Wilkins son is now alone on the porch dressed as his father with the bloody shirt uh, handing out candy And really it's also cute. really sad because like that boy's dad ain't coming home. Yeah, they, I
0: mean, this kid the girls can have better. He deserves better than a serial killer dad, he even does. though their dynamic was really cute. Yeah,
2: that's fair. But um, and then the werewolf girls drive by in their car, and they're all like having a good time. It's Halloween, and then Sam notices the robot lady just blew out her pumpkin before the night is over, and it's time. To do some more murder. Yep. And then the children yep. show up and rip the guy apart.
1: Yep. Yeah. The end. Yeah.
2: And I forgot. Do they do something? Oh yeah, Rhonda walks by with her yeah. cart. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just a. Oh, Which appears. Just- oh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was gonna say a little fact that I loved was Michael Doherty was so enthusiastic about like every part of this production that he like had sketches and drawings and like oversaw each jack o' lantern that was made. And apparently, there was just the set was constantly full of them. And I would have everyone loved just to in work the on this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah everyone behind the scenes just seems so excited and happy to be there. He just must run a great set. It reminded me a lot of the Krampus behind the scenes. Like, yeah, like stuff like michael Dogarty just he puts his whole ass into a project he and does. he's so passionate about it
1: he puts his whole fucking he said ass sam, in there
2: sam was like his oc good there. like he, he's like this is my little inner me like this is my little mischief side who loves halloween and is okay very well then i'm
1: going to adopt michael doherty it's just gonna
2: happen
1: <laughs> i'm tucking you in bed sir <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, like, uh, as someone who, like, in general, probably won't have kids in my lifetime, Sam is, like, the one thing that I'm like, wow, maybe I do want (laughs) kids. And it's just, it's very silly. But at the same time, like, he's just a baby and he loves Halloween and eating candy and passing out revenge. And I can get behind that. hell yeah i love him he's my son
2: hell yeah yeah also sorry if i talked over you guys i was just so excited watching the behind the scenes features of this movie so now i feel like oh guys did you know what oh, guys no. did you know that? Yeah, that's
1: You're, so cool you are all good yeah. i love learning more things i
0: agree oh but yeah this movie's just so satisfying in so many ways it, like fuels your inner child mm-hmm. um and then like the way all the oh. narratives are interwoven and come together mm-hmm. at the end and the
1: production style like the, yeah the costume design like the props and the set like the sets and everything it's just it's just a really good like halloween movie they got all the aesthetics right they got the stories right it's just great it's a really good it movie is-
2: it is, and one other touch I love is Michael Dogerty was um, an animation major at NYU. So there's like this comic book that attaches mm-hmm. all the stories together as well, kind of like a creep show style or, or thing. Like, like a, that's how they or pitched like a repo this movie, the Genetic Opera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Repo, the Genetic Opera. I but think apparently, those two movies like, came
1: out at the same time, didn't they? Like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Around yeah, the that same
2: sounds part. about right.
1: That's very oh. funny.
2: I hope they met. I bet they're friends. I hope so. But yeah, it's really cool that he was able to bring this um, animation project that he had from college. Because that was his thesis film, was a little cartoon Sam just getting into mischief on Halloween night. And then he just kept adding more and more to the screenplay until he got his shot. And then he's like, well, I basically took five movie ideas and lumped them all into one. So I cheated. Yeah. And Sam is at the center of it because Sam is the nearest and dearest to my heart. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is so precious. This it's... is everything I love about movies. Do
1: you know if his animated shorts are available online anywhere? Because I would um, love to check those out. I know it's an extra on
0: the DVD of Trick oh, or Tree, which we okay. actually
1: have. So we could probably watch that. We should. We should at some point. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's just so fun. I love Trick or Treat! It's so good, and (laughs) I'm so glad it's become a Halloween classic. Like, in the same way that Krampus has become a Christmas classic,
2: I Mm
1: -hmm. would say. For sure. Yeah.
2: I wonder if- this must be how Krampus was able to be made, because, like, with the success of this, once it started getting a bit of traction, he's like, I can do the same thing, but with Christmas, Christmas- Because those are really the only two holidays where the vibes are the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like, every other holiday has, like, a theme or a thing. But to me, like, the whole world is, like, united on what Halloween looks like and what Christmas looks like. The rest of the holidays kind of shift and change or are more interpersonal or, like, I don't know, religious-based. But, like, these holidays have become so much about the vibes and, like, the aesthetics.
1: There's... yeah at least in the northern hemisphere at least i feel like in, in the, the northern southern, hemisphere yes in the southern hemisphere i don't think halloween is much of a thing because it's more like a, like a fall thing um mm-hmm. and and christmas is, takes place in the summertime so
2: <laughs> that's true and well what one of the actresses the actress who played um oh god what is her name she lori Lori, um, she said that in New Zealand, um, Halloween wasn't such a big deal for her, yeah. so, like, it's really cool that she gets to be involved in something that's so Halloween-centric, it yeah. was, like, making I up I was for thinking lost specifically
1: time. about New Zealand and how New Zealand doesn't really have Halloween when I was saying all of that.
0: Oh, but you mm-hmm. need Halloween.
1: Uh, they don't need it, but they can have fun with it. Yeah, true. Um,
0: yeah, I just, this movie always makes me so happy to watch around this time of year.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's such a good director. I I can't believe this is, his, like, his first directing venture.
1: I know, like, it's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he knows how to... talk to actors more importantly he knows how to talk to kid actors which is incredibly difficult but he nailed it like you see him just sitting with the kid actor who plays Sam behind the scenes and they're like joking around and like uh, it's just I want this director's energy. Like, he right, has such yeah. a good set and such a energy. Apparently he played a prank on Brian Singer, which is even funnier now, <laughs> where he, like, left a bloody doll on his doorstep at 3am and said, my name is Little Laurie. Uh, my parents left me, so you have to take care of me now. And Brian Singer's like, the first thought that I had when I opened the door was, what the fuck has Michael Dogerty done to me now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, hopefully they're not friends anymore. So- i hope singer. not
2: fuck brian singer he deserves to get torn apart by dead children he, he and just... get buried alive and all. Wait, I... brian singer is the director of the x-men movies he's a piece of shit
1: okay i i knew the name i just wasn't sure who he was specifically yeah, he's really bad okay get his yeah. ass mike yeah <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking when that stuff happens because, like, Michael Dougherty probably didn't really, I don't know, it's hard to say and imagine what happened, but, you know, I hope someone he who helped produce the film, so yeah. it's hard Hopefully when that stuff happens and you have to cut ties.
0: I hope he didn't know. I, But, I mean, again, that's neither here nor there. At the, at the very least, this movie stands up as a good movie. Yeah. hmm Um. So what's your guys' favorite, like, storyline in the movie?
1: I really like the the through line with the kids on the bus. I think that's my favorite. Because it's just really sad, but then you, like, get that, you know, relief of them getting revenge, you know?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I have favorite moments um, from each story. Mm -hmm. Um... I think my favorite three moments are one, when the kid is yelling at his dad going, Charlie Brown's an asshole! Um, And he's trying to quiet the kid. Uh, The other one is when the werewolf women are changing because hot. Um, And then the third one is when (laughs) Sam is like putting himself back together after he's been shot and the guy's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! (laughs)
1: Yeah, I love Sam. I think he's like, obviously my favorite part of the movie um but I'm, like he doesn't really have a specific story he's just kind of there like he's not I mean really he tries to kill that old man he does but he's like not the focus of any story you don't really even know what he is besides like a little monster um, um my favorite kills. story is the werewolf calls. of course yeah lesbian ah. <laughs> 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 um, I love I love the first part with Vice Principal Wilkins and his son, and then I really like the through line with the kids on the bus. Those are my two favorites.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but all around the one with really the kids, yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say the one with the kids to me is the scariest. Like yeah. that one freaks me out.
1: That's that's probably why I like it so much. Is yeah. because like I guess also because it
0: delves into like
1: real world horror. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. very it's written well and empathetic towards the kids who died in it and like right. the fact that they didn't they shouldn't have died like they were just they just existed and yeah. people didn't like that um yeah i i i really like that one i i feel like it was handled well with um the uh the sort like the the material that it it uses
0: Well,
2: do we have any last thoughts about trick or treat? Trick or treat, trick or treat. It must <laughs> be Halloween when ghosts and goblins ride the boat, Your nightmares will come true. That's a great guess.
0: yes. Yes. I will just say. But yeah, the- I. Oh. oh, I think this episode's gonna come out
1: after Halloween, but uh, I hope you all followed the rules of Halloween. Yeah, because if you Halloween didn't...
2: Halloween is an attitude.
1: It, Halloween is an attitude, but also if you didn't follow the rules of Halloween on Halloween, my son is going to kill you, <laughs> and I will not be sad
2: about that. <laughs> if you uh, watch this film, I highly recommend buying the DVD. Um, or the Blu-ray, because, well, one, you should just support physical media. Two, the behind-the-scenes features are excellent, and it really um, explores why making a film can be such a wonderful process. Like, it's not yeah. all blue sc- blue, blue screen. Green screen and... Well, there um, is blue
1: screen. You're correct.
2: There is?
1: Yeah. Um, so, in a lot of Marvel movies, they don't use specifically green screen. They use a blue screen.
2: Yeah. oh i, mean, I thought you meant think- in this film oh.
1: no i mean there might be i don't know i think most of it is. Just i
2: mean they do. effects yeah i think michael dogerty is someone who's like tries to do practical and goes to like cgi as a last resort because like they made yeah. an animatronic werewolf head
1: yeah yeah i mean that's the best way to get anything to look good is to just make it and use it instead of trying to
0: yeah, because that was a big thing for Krampus. Also, is like they used a little bit of CGI, but mostly it was practical. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really recommend behind the scenes features. Uh, this movie is a delight. It is so well made.
1: Yes, it's a yes. lot of fun. My son is in it. You should, you know, support my son and his endeavors <laughs> into the the mortal plane as he merged people <laughs> um they did deserve it though i'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah. Yes>. like- <laughs> sure
2: sure did
1: uh, i mean at least the bus driver he deserved it yeah definitely mm-hmm. well thank you all for tuning in
0: hope you had a happy halloween you can keep up with us on twitter at chainsaw matinee We also have a Patreon, and we appreciate any donations that are thrown our way. That helps us keep our show running. Yes.
1: Please. Uh, (laughs) Everybody stay safe out there. And may your nightmares be plentiful and full of my son.
2: (laughs) With his pumpkin guts! And his pumpkin his little pumpkin guts and his little tiny baby hands. (laughs) Oh I'm so (laughs) cute! I love him!